Snoozy. I'm so glad you're here. I've missed you. Oh, I miss you. You know, I did. People don't. They get sad when they feel like we're not in the same room. Like if we have to travel or something, and that yeah, separates yeah. us. So yeah, you, rest well, why, easy. Quit, quit going on trips. <laughs> why yeah. don't you? I'm not the one like you know <laughs> singing to Billy Joel in other states. Gallivanting. I was yeah. gallivanting. Gosh. But I I missed you too. So I just like to be near you, to smell you, <laughs> oh, see gosh. you. <laughs> oh gosh. I have been wearing deodorant more frequently. So thank you for noticing. <laughs> Of course, I may have forgotten to brush my teeth. No, no, I think I remembered. We're good. Thank God. Just don't get. I would have told you. I would if I smelled that. (gasps) Oh my God! Thank you. This actually brings up a discussion Landon and I were having yesterday. First of all, episode two ninety six. Thank you. There you go. Back at it again. Um, If you had really bad breath, yeah. Do you think you would know? I do think I would know. I don't know if you would. I mean, that's what people say is like, you can't smell your own bad breath, but. That's like a secret fear of mine that I have really bad breath, but I don't think I do. You do not. Okay, good. Why do you fear that? I don't know. Because it's like one of those things where nobody would tell you and I don't know. Have you ever met somebody who has really bad breath? Listen, I have had a family member. I think I've told you about (laughs) who did not brush their teeth in the morning. And this went on for years, years. And finally I had to say something. Oh, see, good. People need, the world needs more people like you. Yes, but it took, it took so long and it was so scary because that is really hard to tell someone. Do you think it's wor- harder to tell a family member than somebody who's like a stranger or a friend or something? No, you I would never tell, tell a stranger or, or like a, an acquaintance. My aunt and I w- set this rule. I don't even know <laughs> when we did it. But we set a rule that we would always tell each other if mm. there was something in our teeth or lipstick on our teeth mm. or a you know, bat in the cave, that, okay, bo- booger in the nose. What does that mean? A bo- booger in the nose. Oh, like a visible I've never book. heard of that bat in the cave. Yeah, you got you got a bat. You know, because bats are hanging. Oh yeah, I little... love it. I just never yeah, heard it. It's a good one, and then people like think it's cute and funny. I think so, it's like, easier you know, to anything... do that though, Sarah, than like lipstick or t- stuff in your tooth or even a booger because it's oh, not because you can get it out. Yeah, and you're right. <gasps> okay, the breath. Because Landon and I were talking worse. about how gin or no halitosis yeah. was invented by Listerine. Right. And how it's like not a real thing. But then we were saying, well, bad breath is a real thing. It's just a fancy name for bad breath. And we're like, well, you know, what do people do? Well, so when I told this person that oh my God. this was a problem, um, mm-hmm. she was like, what? I drink coffee. Oh, but, oh my <laughs> God. Like it's a neutralizer. For sure. Get I- out of here. I'm drinking coffee right now and it feels like... The freaking opposite. I mean, maybe if you were drinking mint juleps, but coffee. Even that, mm-mm-mm. Well, sure. And plus, that is a risky, risky beverage for getting things in your teeth. So, true. other problem. True, true. But I just don't know why you wouldn't want to brush your teeth in the morning. Oh, my gosh. My teeth feel like they're wearing sweaters. <laughs> exactly. I don't get Ugh, it. I but hate it. I'm glad I told her because then she started brushing. <sighs> You know what my little brother does? He's like real concerned with heart disease and like not having plaque yeah. on his heart. Mm-hmm. And that the plaque on your teeth is the same kind of yeah. stuff that builds up in your arteries. So he is 
like real I can't think of any other word than anal about spitting out <laughs> the anything that he flosses and like not swallowing it. I, I wish, never thought about that. I wish every man was like that. I'm like the opposite where I'm like I'm like flossing while I'm driving. And, <laughs> like, yeah, At least whatever. you floss. Oh my gosh, we're li- I love flossing while driving. I don't know why. It like feels good. I can't. Better that's a little weird. Reason. What do you I use? I know. Do that's the use... people at my clinic said the same thing. Do you use those little like, pick things? You sure do. Oh, okay. Because you, it would be yeah. very hard to do with just traditional. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Open up a barber shop right in my or like dental. No wonder you're driving so slow. Because <laughs> yeah, I got to take time to, to floss. I'll tell you what. I can't believe how many people don't floss. Though it makes me kind of gr- real grossed out about humanity. You got to floss. Yeah, you do. My aunt is a de- was a dental hygienist and then worked at a dental office later um, after she retired. Uh, you know, like because she never really retired. Like, uh, yeah. And um, she, so she knows all about this. Went to like dental hygiene school or whatever. She has never had her teeth cleaned because <gasps> she hates the feeling. She says she has a water pick and she flosses like oh religiously, my God. and she's like really good at taking care of her teeth at home and does all those things. But she will not. She doesn't like the scraping. Okay, I get that because I am sensitive as well. But like, at least for an X-ray, you'd think you'd go in. Maybe she's gone in for that. Okay, yes. just not the. She's cleaning. never had a cleaning. Okay. Like she's never had them professionally cleaned. Or does like, she have know. any cavities? I don't know. She's got to at this point. She's like seventy something. <laughs> Right. She's like a freak of nature. Maybe that's yeah. why she doesn't, because she doesn't go in. So I'm like super the opposite. Like yeah. I need to make sure my teeth are great all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, knock have- on wood, no cavities, except they told me there's one that might be starting. And I was like, lies. I'm going to take second opinion. And I haven't been back. So you have like a very early onset cavity and a hopeless tooth. Yeah, but you know what? I think the hopeless tooth, like another do- uh, a dentist took an x-ray of it, and he's like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's but it's still in there, and it hasn't changed, so whatevs. It's hopeful. Yeah, hopeful. <laughs> You're like yeah. glass half full over your people. Yeah. Um, tooth if, root half grown. If you, if you do, you know, worry about smelling good, then I think you should try Scentbird. Because that's a way oh, to make yes. sure you smell good. Oh, my goodness. I have one in the car, one at uh, <laughs> school, and one at home. Scentbird sends you every month a travel size or sample size, but it's quite big. It lasts more than a month for me of yeah. whatever scent you want to try so that you can kind of give things a whirl before you commit to them. And you can go in their site and pick the ones that you're like, I wonder if this would smell good on me or I wonder what this scent is all about. And I actually looked up like what's similar to my go-to. My go-to is Chanel uh, Mademoiselle. And then it recommended other ones. So I was like, let me try those. See if I love those just as much. And that way you don't have like half full or half empty, depending on whether you're an optimist (laughs) or a pessimist, uh, bottles of perfume everywhere that you're never going to use. It's such a great little service. I I just love the idea. And as you said, you can put them in your bag and I love it. And they're leak proof. Like the way that the, yeah. twi- the little things like that are, are the, the stuff I love. Yes, exactly. You, know? you can take it on the go. It has like oh. d- good design and it's great for Not travel. Not going to break like cla- glass stuff. If you have one of those travel things you yeah, put in your bag. It. Oh, I, 
come on, yeah. <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, this is why I had to have the buy the purse liners before. See? There were incidents, but that's been yeah. solved thanks to Semperd. Mm-hmm. And with our exclusive offer just for our listeners, you get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to Scentbird.com slash Brain Candy and use our code Brain Candy for 50% off your first month. Again, that's Scentbird, S-C-E-N-T, Bird.com slash Brain Candy for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. Hey, that, you know what? This episode comes out on Valentine's Day. That'd be a great <gasps> Valentine gift. Oh, yes. Hello. You could get that for your man or your girlfriend or whoever. and Or like your best gal pal for yes. like a Valentine's Day gift. Or yourself, if you're just going to date yourself, which is a really healthy thing to do yes. every now and then. What a fun gift because you know how people get perfume for holidays like Valentine's Day and yes. stuff. But you could get like one for every month. Oh, you know what my husband used to do is buy those like you know the that came out with like the gift sets and then whatever somebody would get they would like fall in love with the perfume and then they would go buy the bigger one but it's like a nice introductory thing. Yes, yes. By the way, happy yeah. Valentine's Day to you. Oh, thanks, Suze. My gosh. You're always the one I celebrate on Valentine's Day. Yes. I do. I, I know some people don't like Valentine's Day and I've said it before. Mm-hmm. I really like anything that celebrates love. Whether yeah. it's romantic, we should just go out to dinner after this just to celebrate us. Yes, mm-hmm. that and you know what? You, that's a great idea. So, and I've been thinking about little sister ever since we talked about that in the last. Yes, episode, let's, so. go <laughs> let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah, so it's a special day of love. Let me see if I have any like I don't. I wish I had like thought of this in advance that we should have like oh love God. stories, but it's I don't. So funny. I I honestly have the opposite of love stories. <laughs> what is it? Do you I have, have like one- murder. Sort of. Let's do it. Like, mystery. Who knows? Okay. So, in Essex, in the UK, there's a place called uh, Primark. I'm sh- I don't know how this, to say it, but it's the name of a store. And somebody was shopping in there and bought a pair of socks, and they take their socks home. And you know what they find inside the sock? What? A human bone. No. Yes, Suze. Like, how big? Uh, oh, it didn't say how big. Does it say how big? That's terrible. Mm. It must have been pretty small, but big enough for them to realize. Yeah, no <gasps> uh, no other skin particles on it. There was, like, what? no explanation for it. They're looking at, uh, uh, you know, the, the footage of the factory workers. They couldn't find, not, you know, people who were packaging the so- socks. They couldn't find anything. No tampering evidence. So they think somebody who was shopping there came in and like as, I don't know, a prank or like a weird thing, like planted a human bone inside a sock. Okay. Why would someone do that? I don't know, Susie. And then like the owner of the sock called who? The police? I think so. Yes. And was like, I'd like to report a bone in sock. Yes. Yes. Oh, my word. But the the weirdest thing that, you know, so that was like about this. I found this in CNN, this article on CNN. And about mm, 25% of the article was dedicated to that story. And the rest of it was saying this is not the first time that Primark has been in the news or had oh, some no. weird things found in their store. A shopper found, like, stuffed in the pocket of a pair of pants. Oh, my God. It's so creepy when I look at it. A a note written in Chinese that was sprawled, like, oh, my God. It was 
it was basically like an SOS note that was no! saying, please help us. It says, we work 15 hours every day and eat food that wouldn't even be fed to pigs and dogs. We're forced to work like oxen. <sighs> Sarah. Yeah, and the handwritten note was in Chinese. So there, uh, people don't know if it was a prank or if it was something real that happened, but... Oh. I bet it wasn't a prank. I bet it, it says, was, the you know, the factory The people. place denies sourcing clothing made using forced labor... But, well, they don't often know, though, too. Yeah. But I i mean, this was from... No, see, this was from... Jan- this is like from two weeks ago. That is so it's, terrible. It's, it's not like this has been debunked yet, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. why would... I mean, I, I have no reason to believe it would be a prank. That sounds like somebody right. wrote that and wanted people to know that they're being mistreated. And uh, like I said, oftentimes those companies don't even know what's going on in the factories or there, you know, they kind of like, it goes through a line where it's almost willful ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. Like if you, like you work for a restaurant and the restaurant gets its meat from, uh, you know, farm that uses, you know, these people to take care of the manure, whatever it is. Exactly. Like, you never know. Like, down the line, you're totally right. Ooh, yeah, horrible. That really is. And that reminds me of the book club book we did last month of um, the, gosh, the dark, uh, now I can't remember. Anyway, the North Korean memoir. Yes, 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 yes. But oh, my God, when yes. he described some of the conditions in North Korea, the food that they yeah. have to eat just to stay alive and stuff, you think... It's it's kind of like we're all willfully ignorant because mm-hmm. we almost you feel helpless. So then it's better to not even think about it. Mm. But dang, when you read it, you're like, "Well, that is horrific." Yeah. But oh, God. my gosh, what would you do if you found that note? Oh my God, call you know who I would call like Amnesty International. Yeah. Or yeah, like the human rights whoever oversees ca- campaign or whoever commerce like, too. Yeah, something like that. Well, oh, that is definitely knows? not about love. Not. See, I told you <laughs> it was the opposite. It, funnily enough, though, I do have a thing I read about a factory where they found it was a potato chip factory, and mm-hmm. they've, you know, somebody bought the bag of chips and, mm-hmm. or wait. No, I think they discovered it at the factory. But anyway, there was a bomb like from World War II <gasps> in the bag. What? They, it was a. How? They, like, I guess this happens where oh. the bombs are in the ground where you get yes. potatoes. And the yes. people that pick the potatoes probably didn't even realize, you know, they're going so or fast. Or sometimes it's a machine that sure. just tills the ground. With potatoes, you don't have to hand pick them. They're hard enough to where you have one of those tillers, right? They said that it was the same size as a potato, but like five times heavier than the average potato. Damn. But they found it, I think, at the factory and had to call in like the bomb squad to make sure, you know, it wasn't going to go off. Could you imagine? (laughs) No. And they say they find um, these things every so often, like even in places that have been used for years, sometimes it'll just be unearthed somehow. And I guess that's just the, Mm. the... Thing with war is you, things come up generations later you wouldn't expect. Oh my god! I mean, Did that's we, scary. It's sure. Uh, oh my god! There's an island off of uh, uh, Puerto Rico called Vieques where half of the island. It's so beautiful. It's one of my favorites. Not there's not a single stoplight on the whole island, and it's just like 
horses, and oh it's amazing. Oh, my God. And uh, it used to be used for military, pre- like, practice of, I don't, know, ex- like, I don't know, explosion shit. I don't even know about that stuff. But they used it for, like, target practice or something for the military. And half of the island is shut down because there are still live mines and live, like, explosives. And they don't want people getting, you know, limbs blown off. But mm. the whole island is like that. We're just... Right underneath. You find stuff. Green. Yes. It's so crazy. It really is. Can you imagine if you bought those taters? <sighs> you were just like sitting there. You know what I'd be the Netflix? most upset about is that I would be paying five times more for the bag and the <laughs> right. in- inaccurate weight. It is sold by weight, know? not by volume. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd be pissed about that. I'm totally the person who breaks off, like when I buy a head of broccoli or just broccoli at the grocery store, I break off the stock and I throw that in the little grocer's like cart because I ain't paying extra for that shit. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's like 20 cents. <clears throat> you know who probably wouldn't do that though is the, the good shoppers at Instacart who do your shopping uh-huh. for you. They wouldn't. They, w- they wouldn't. They're honest, good people. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't feel like going to get your groceries, and frankly, who does, then Instacart is so great because don't you have better things to do with your time than to go d- like fight with people over a shopping cart? I know yes. I do. Um, and Instacart is great because they have all of your favorite local retailers like um, they have Whole Foods, they have CVS, they have um, Ralph's or whatever your local grocer is. And you can be like, here's exactly what I want you to buy. The shopper goes and gets it, and then they'll bring it to your house in as little as an hour or a time that you choose that works for your schedule. They keep the hot items hot. They keep the cold items cold. I used it to get some um, things from CVS and that was so convenient because I was uh, during my work day and needed something uh, within an hour, they came and brought the stuff to me. And I just thought it was so convenient and amazing. And you should just that. try it, see what you think. And it might make your life easier. Try Instacart and get $10 off your first order. I love when you just get money to get this limited <laughs> yes. time offer. Go to instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter our promo code brain candy at checkout. That's $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code brain candy instacart.com or through the mobile app with our code brain candy at checkout. Um, I read a cool article in the Atlantic about potty parody. <laughs> potty parody. So go on. You know when you go out to like a concert or something, and the women's line is like oh for Christ's twenty sake. minutes long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was an article describing the challenges of how architects and companies are thinking about this issue. Whether or not you know some of them care, some of them don't, and mm-hmm. just that. The challenges that are created because the way that it used to be, restrooms were just designed symmetrically. So what the codes of the building would say the minimum number of stalls or, or, you know, facilities. Mm -hmm. And then they would just put, for example, three in the men's room and three in the women's room. And they didn't account for the fact that, you know, urinals take up less space. So... Mm -hmm. If the bathrooms were the same size, then they could actually put in like a row of urinals, but only one stall for the ladies. Mm -hmm. So when it sort of evolved to include urinals, then men got way more facilities than the women, even though women need more because Mm -hmm. we take more time because we menstruate and 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, have to go and like basically and sit down all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're wearing a God romper, forbid we're wearing a romper. <laughs> um, and it really, I, you know, it's funny what can make you mad. Like I thought it was just going to be like a cute article about how women have to wait too long in lines for bathrooms, but it yeah. really kind of wound me up. You know, but here's <clears throat> okay. So this is basic. This is all about like square footage, right? Kind of. Because number of stalls, this is where it kind of loses me because I've been to different events where the crowd is, you know, ma- the majority women or versus men. And depending on what the, the, what the audience is, what the makeup of the, the crowd, wherever you are, is that, that is what determines how long each line is going to be. Because well, I went to a, you know, I went to a, I go to a football game and the line for the women's or whatever, it, you know, is shorter than the men's. Or I went to, like, I'm trying to think of a better example because the women's line is not for that too. But like I went to, a, I remember a Dropkick Murphys show, which is like a, a band and they're like more like sure punk rock music. No line for the women's restroom. Yeah, but the thing is that's the exception that proves the rule. And when that happens, like for example, they, they, that happened at a football stadium and mm-hmm. the men had to wait 15 minutes and oh. they started revolting. Oh, for Christ's sake. You know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. And you know the perfect <laughs> example where where it's all even, it doesn't matter, you know, a, a, you get a pretty good range of like socioeconomic, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sure. The airport. Yes. And that you see the difference. That is all you need to see. There you go. End of story. Case closed. Right. So basically. Women's are longer. What the heck? Give us some room, people. The architects are just doing, or the building owners really, are just doing the bare minimum, what the code is. And so basically what the article was saying is if you want parity, then we have to change the codes to make it two Mm. to one. So that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because women do menstruate and have to go into a stall because we have to get naked basically, then we have to account for that and make more facilities per capita. You also forgot, and I don't even, maybe they mentioned this, but the thing that popped into my head. Yes. Let's not forget who changes the babies. Unfortunately, yes. Because that is still primarily the, like, you know. Well, the, right, and now, it takes a long time. There are dads who are doing this. There are gay couples, blah, blah, blah. I know that. But for the most part, come on. Yes. And, and, and then that needs a whole bunch of space too. Well, and the article really did Not at the very spaces. end, it talked about other concerns that we should be thinking about. Like, you know, if we create, in Europe, they have a system where like they create them by gender still, but it, then the, the sinks are kind of like unisex in the middle and you come out and everyone washes their hands together and it helps to keep things streamlined. And it also makes things safer. For example, like if you had a partner who was um, suffering with dementia or early stages of Alzheimer's, you send them in there and then you worry about them. And mm-hmm. let's say you're a man and you have to go in the bathroom with your young daughter like right. you kind of want it to be a little more open, you know, things like that. Yeah. So it does, there are problems with the bathrooms as evidenced mm-hmm. by how mad people are about the transgender stuff. Yeah. This is one of those things where we've been doing it one yes, way for yes. so long and just become used to it that nobody's really thought, hey, maybe there's a different way to do this. Yeah. Better way. And Let's think about it. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I think, well, not sometimes, all the time. This is why it's important to have um, uh, diversity and inclusion of all different kinds of people, abilities in 
the workforce, who, people who are designing this, the architects, all those things. Like, I read an article, and I don't know where it is, and I it would be hard to find it because I don't even know what it's called. But it was basically it was about how women uh, design better parks and better public spaces because they have a different idea of how space is used and like what you need to see being able to keep things in your eye like you know for a child who's running around and playing like being able to be able to see the child from different places in the park or whatever or how the picnic tables are set up but the way that they because they're the ones who are using these spaces more that they're better at designing them yeah. So I think the same would be for restrooms. Well, that's that's exactly right. And the article said some of it is just like logistics, some of it is code, and some of it is just plain old sexism. You know, mm. there's a lot of things at work that you're just sort of like, let's all think I, about this and let's I have more women. I can see men being like, they're getting bigger bathrooms. They get more ba- like, f- like, like. Oh, now the now somehow the ta- the the. <laughs> You the know, shoes on the, the scales, other foot. The scales have, have shifted, <laughs> yeah. and now all of a sudden we're in control because we have bigger bathrooms. Like, come on. I know. You I know. know. And Don't give us something. Give us this, for goodness sake. And it said, like, um, building owners don't have a lot of incentive to lessen wait time. But it depends on the, the, the place because let's say yeah. you're at the mall or anywhere where I might spend money, the more time I'm – or even the airport, the more time I'm in the bathroom, the less money I'm going to be spending at your – Absolutely. You know. There's something about – I think it's your – for every minute that you have um, a – the average for every minute you uh, uh, spend at an airport, it's a dollar. Oh my on average God. That, that the I believe that. Spends. Yeah, it's like a dollar a minute. And it really does make sense. Like if you have somebody who like is eating there, like you have two drinks or 100%. whatever. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I would have to find that stat somewhere. But um, Okay, so first of all, I want to, I have to tell you a story about someone yeah. who was mad at us. You're going to love this. Oh, oh goodness. But I, before I do, I want to talk about someone who's very happy with you, which is your dog, because. Oh, Sue! I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yes, I have never ever seen my dogs get happier about anything. It is so funny. She's people. talking about Ollie dog food, and you guys yes. know I'm always kind of like out of the loop with pet stuff. But Sarah's been telling me about this dog food that she gave to her pets, and they're losing their minds. Losing them. I mean, they like they spin. It's so cute. So okay, here's how it comes. So it's all natural, all regular, it's like fresh food ingredients. It's like people yes. food, but for dogs. And the, they customize it to what your dog's needs are, your dog's weight requirements, its activity level, its uh, you know all that good stuff. And they send you portioned and sized out um, like boxes for it's, it's about for like two or three days, I think. And, um, you know, you start by mixing it into their regular food and get them used to it and everything. And it comes with like this cute little resealable lid and everything. <laughs> oh my God. When I get the food out, they, they spin in it. circles. It's so cute. I'm gonna have to videotape it cause you're not even going to believe me. <laughs> they don't do this for anything else. They, and I was like, what's the big deal with this stuff? Well, it's all I don't natural. think I can ever go back because they'll hate me. Yeah, you're you're in too deep. It's all natural, yeah, I, no preservatives, and it ra- ranked uh, 
beat out store-bought dog food 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. Mm -hmm. And it's so great because shipping is free. And, I mean, if your dog doesn't like it, they'll give you your money back. But I don't think you have to worry about that. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's (laughs) impossible. If your dog doesn't like it, send it to my house. (laughs) And you just go on and you answer a few questions about your dog, and then they'll customize the recipes and send you them. And then Ollie is offering our listeners 60% off your first box plus a free bag of treats at myollie.com slash try slash brain candy. And I'll put that on the website too. It's um, the best deal they have available anywhere. Go to myollie.com slash try slash brain candy for 60% off plus a free bag of treats. It's myollie.com slash try slash brain candy. How fun. Yep. Your doggies are happy. Okay. Who's not happy is, let's see what her name is. Oh, (laughs) no. Hold on. Her name is Emma. And Emma sent us a tweet that said, uh-huh. Sarah, flight, oh, God. A- <laughs> flight attendant here. Sorry your mom thinks my career is beneath you. Getting a flight attendant job is more competitive than being accepted into Harvard. Our training is eight weeks long. This college grad traveling for a living turned off brain candy and unsubscribed. This, uh, this is why I'm mad. <laughs> I said that that's what I wanted to be. Of course. I'm on her side. Uh, Freaking get mad at my mom, uh, Emma. Emma. <laughs> she won't hear Dude, this. Dude, I'm going to write her back and I'm going to be like, here's the deal. I know. I wanted to be that. I, re- that, I agree. Yeah. That is a great job. And I understand all of that. Oh, my God. I wrote, I quote tweeted her up from Brain Candy and I said, Emma, that's amazing. Sarah was saying she disagreed with her mom's opinion on that. We think your job is incredible and oppressive. I- impressive. Hashtag don't go. So, I mean, she didn't write yeah. that. But, I Good. mean, I don't really understand why, why she would misconstrue. Like, she clearly understood that it was your mom saying it. Yeah. But I did not agree with that. Of and course I even not. said, I was like, that maybe that's what she thought. But ugh, I think I even like, tried to make it very clear that that. And also, again, I stress that that is such a wonderful job because you are helping people and you are, it's like, it's a it service. takes the same, yes, it takes the same thing that I'm doing. Yes. And, and then more, cause I don't have to, well, you I don't have, have to, to save their stuff. lives unless, but you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm I was sorry, really Emma, sad about that. I'm on your side. I wish, I hope, I hope that we get a chance to clear up this miscommunication or <laughs> mishearing. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, we we get this a lot where people are mad at us all the time. Um, and usually we just tell people to can it. But in this case, I just uh-uh. want Emma to know she made a big mistake. Yeah. I need her to open that can, dump it all out. <laughs> I love flight on. attendants. Are you kidding me? They do Oh, my the God. Lord's they're work. my favorite. Yeah. And, and here's also what I do, Emma. This is how much I like them and care about them is I read an article about what the flight attendants are looking for in passengers. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure that I follow all those rules. And I always make, a, I put my phone away because I think it's rude to be on your phone while they're saying hello to you. And if they have to stand there and say hello to you and they're greeting you, wouldn't it be nice to also greet them too? And so I make sure I put my phone away and then I make eye contact with them and I give them this look to let them know if I shit went you. down. I'm on your side, and you can trust me to blow up the inflatable anything. <laughs> I have excellent lung capacity. This has become about how Sarah sucks up to the crew. 
Yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> that is a riot. But I, I absolutely agree with you. do that. And you want them to know you see yeah. them. They're There's not somebody invisible. Somebody who said that. I must have read it in an article or like heard somebody else say that they give that airline pilot that look or the stewardess that look or and flight attendant. Yes. I'm like, yes, that is important to do. I will do that from here on out. They are oh, very important people. So I'm sorry. I'm fired up now. It's weird though, because I've, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm pretty sure I do, but just from speaking for myself, I am a very passionate about the dignity of all jobs. Oh, same. Like we've even said this, if you're course. a janitor and you love to do it, like who was it? There was some article that was written. Were you talking about this, yes. about the man who does work as a custodial worker? And he said, well, tell me what it said. Remind oh, me. No, I don't remember an article, but we were talking about this concept when we were talking about the, um, the guy from the Cosby show. Oh, yeah, there was, okay. So there was some, I, I read this somewhere or we, we were talking about it, wherever, but, uh, the the custodial worker said that if he didn't do his job, then and I don't remember where it was. I think it was at, I don't know some big company or something. Then the people who worked there wouldn't be able to do theirs. That it would that it all is a chain. Absolutely, and everybody is an important link in that chain, and no one person is any more important than. And I mean, for goodness sakes, this is like the foundation of my theoretical, I know. like you know, I belief feel bad system. that she felt. Attack. And I just want to make sure nobody else feels like that because every single job, whatever you do, you don't work. You stay at home. You, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you are fulfilled and you are doing good and you're helping others and you are shining light in this world. I mean, then right. Let that light shine. That's what I'm saying. What Amen. Else? I mean, we try. Um, I saw a hilarious uh, article title. That yes. I had to see. It was a short article in the end, but the title is hilarious. Winery shut down due to public sex, comma, pooping. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How great is that? I th- thank you for em- the comma. Right. That's an important detail. Right. <laughs> Somebody had to write that title. Okay. Right? So, so this was... I be- so I believe... I think it was in Oregon. But I could be wrong. Am I saying it wrong again? People got mad at me when I said it. What? Oh, you, I think I said it, it right that time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, people. And also, P.S., stop worrying. Be you. Just, Everybody's going to have their comments. I know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess part of it is because, you know, pe- more and more people are in, enjoying wine and appreciating wineries in general. And so whenever you maybe on the weekends it gets real busy when people go for tastings and stuff and basically just people were drinking too much and they weren't being cut off uh-huh. and so they were just pooping all over the property <gasps> and, and like getting oh, in fights and having sex oh my god I mean, okay that's well special. you know what it really is uh, oh god whenever we go up to napa or anywhere up in wine country you go on a Saturday, there will always be somebody puking out of their car on the side of the road. Oh, my God. For it real? Is, yes, for real. I mean, and most of the time, it's from in, they're in a car service, which is nice. Yeah. So they're not driving. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing how people just, they don't realize how much they're drinking when they go to the wine tastings. Yes. And nobody's spitting it. 
and people do not realize how and also when a lot of those wines because they'll be tasting like right out of the bottle where there hasn't been that much evaporation of the um or or there'll be aged wine or like nicer wines that have spent more time in the bottle so they have uh higher alcohol percentages yeah things like that they don't realize how drunk like it took me five years of dating my husband to be like nope I have this is where I cut off. This is the max. I'm never drinking anymore. And there's so much peer pressure, and I still have to just leave. Yeah. Because even I, at 33, am still getting peer pressured into drinking more because people like. Ugh. So I imagine that this is just all part of that. And, and, uh. And then people go up there, you know, I think like wine country is seen as. Uh, it's. You know, like Vegas is for people who like party all the yeah, time and yeah. Napa is for people who like don't and they save up that one time. It's just on a special occasion they drink and maybe they don't do it that often and they are not used to it. And, you know, <laughs> I have like some friends who have kids and, you know, don't get to go out much. And then when they do, they're like, woo, burning it down and end up puking. Yeah, I'm very glad that I do not do that because maybe it's because I went on the challenges and... Oh, maybe no, but you know what? Out. I went on the challenges... And the other night, I went out with a bunch of girlfriends, and I had come from school, and I didn't do oh, a good no. job of, like, eating lunch before. And uh, ugh, the worst, and if you're a woman, you know about this, it was right before, the night before my period started, there's something weird that happens in my body with a, metabolizing alcohol. I had, like, two, maybe three glasses of wine over six hours, and I puked all night long. No. At least five times. Oh my god! Landon had to, and I. Landon had to come up with a bowl of macaroni and cheese as I was like, <laughs> and he emptied out. He put a puke bucket next to the bed for me. Is that nice or what? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. The next morning, I was like, the worst is that I'm not even drunk. Like I, I, ha- I can totally talk fine. I'm, I'm totally coherent, and I, I'm so aware of how my body is. Like I'm like, oh no, here it goes. I don't even get to enjoy like. You know, the the fun stuff that comes with, I don't know, is there any fun stuff? There isn't for me. So, Yeah, no, that's no, what I'm no. saying. It's all bad news. And, oh, God, I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> well, And I was just saying, like, I'm so embarrassed. And he's like, listen, you're not the only one who's done this. No, blah, 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 blah. Aww. But you know what I'm not doing? Having sex in public and shitting places. <laughs> I've never been that drunk. I have never been drunk <laughs> enough to shit anywhere (laughs) that it's not supposed to go (gasps) oh my god oh my god i'm talking so much but i have such a good story hold that thought because what i will say is that if you did get crazy and trash your house there are people that will come and clean it for you through this awesome service called handy and we have learned on the show that the thing that brings people happiness is when their time is freed up and they use their money to give them more time back. And Handy is a great way to do that because you can book a home cleaning on your schedule right from the app or the website. You can look up all the pros using Handy and compare their profiles and choose the one that's a good fit for you. They're all with reviews. You can compare and contrast whatever you need. And then you can use them to book future uh, cleanings as well. And it's such a nice service because, like I said, what better thing to give yourself than time and a beautiful clean house and to get your first three hour cleaning for $39. When you sign up for a plan, visit handy.com slash brain candy and use promo code brain candy during checkout. 
Recurring charges, terms, and conditions apply. Visit handy.com to learn more. I had a gal come over. I've never had anyone clean my house in my entire life. And I was like, oh, this is why You've people- never had anyone clean your house? Never, never. And it so, was, it was a life-changing experience. You are really missing out. I know. Cause well, like, no, now you know. There now you go. I know how oh, great it is. Oh, it really is, is life-changing. It's and like when you cook a meal, like when somebody else makes you absolutely. a meal and it tastes better, your house looks cleaner because somebody else did it. I just, and I'm like, what the hell magical stuff do they use that I, I don't know, uh, know about? What technique? I and know. I thought I was a good cleaner. <laughs> and she was like so happy and hilarious and... I mean, I was impressed, and she just wandered around and did her job like it was nothing, and lickety-split, I had a clean house. So that was really fun, and uh, what a treat. And I got time back. Hello? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that would have been great, and I, I, I could have used that because they have handyman services, and maybe I would have known and been able to read reviews and not see? hire somebody who is racist. Remember yeah. that guy? Mm-hmm. You're right. See, that's a way to avoid that. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. No, my story. Oh, yes, 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 yes. About pooping. Let's hear it. When I was on a challenge. Yeah. I was, oh my God, you were there with me. <laughs> no, it was sounding familiar. That's why I'm like, yeah. Yep. So I was everybody, oh God, somehow I became like a babysitter of drunk people. And remember they told me to do it with Tanya when Tanya was like passed out in the bathroom. Yeah. They sent me in to go get her. I don't know why. I was like new there. Maybe because I was like dumb and yeah. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> and I was nice. like, yeah, sure. I'll do whatever you say. And like fear of authority figures. Ugh. Um, so we were out one night at dinner, like going out to some fancy dinner. It was a real nice place right on the water in Thailand And I will not say what challenger it was, but a female challenger got really drunk and had to go to the bathroom. And they sent me, like, walk her to the restroom. She could not make it. So in the middle of the parking lot, she pulled down her pants. Wait, this is coming back to me. Big SHIT. Then didn't have, was like, I need something to wipe it. And so I, what did I have? I don't know if I had a towel because I had my bag with me or she had a towel, but she pulled out a towel, like a beach towel, wipes her business and then leaves it behind the car and goes back. Tell me who it was and I'll beep it. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for that beep. I Because <laughs> people are going to be like, I'm dying to know. Well, just, you know, look I... at the past and make your own guesses. Why do you think that happened? Because we were out at the beach like all day. This is one of those days where we like did the beach day yes, and then yes. went out to dinner. Yeah. And everybody else knows how to be a, well, not everybody else, but some of us know how to, you know, handle our shit literally. <laughs> she did not. Oh my God. God. I remember every single thing about this night. I remember where we were sitting. I remember the parking lot. I remember the bathrooms. Now, Thailand, they do a good job. They like have the bathrooms off site and they were like <laughs> these big cement buildings with glass doors oh my god i remember it like it was yesterday because clearly this was a traumatic event for me did you ever talk to her about it later oh no and that was not she has a a a reputation of going to the bathroom in weird places she also peed off of the back of the rickshaw (laughs) what are those that's what they're called no not rickshaws uh what are they called in thailand those little tuk-tuks oh yeah Remember, Why I, though? No, Why did you she? weren't on our team. Oh, now I'm narrowing it down. She was on my team. <laughs> uh, 
she held her butt over the side and just couldn't, like, she couldn't hold it. So she went, I've seen this person pee in so many places. Wait, wait. Whenever she pooped, did she, like, look at you while she was doing it? No. I was standing so far away. I didn't even want anybody to know that I was associated with this person, Suze. Well, I get that. But I just wondered if she, like, stared you down while she did it. No. Like a toddler oh does God. when he's That's on the so toilet. Funny. That's so funny you say that because Landon was just talking to me about an article that he read on MSN about how, I don't know how they know this, but something about like when you look at like the dog, when the yes. dog goes to the bathroom, they look at you for like safety and security. Yes, yeah. reassurance. And then you look at them and then they feel awkward. So then it's like a weird stare down and that's why that happens. And it always happens and it's so awkward. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's like, what it is with toddlers too when they're first learning because they're a little scared and like don't quite know what's happening and that they'll just look at you in the same way that a dog does with for reassurance. And I wondered so if you know who did it too. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, at least I, I made sure not to make eye contact. I was like, you're on your own. Was it dark out? Was it what? D- dark out. Yes, it was, it was evening. Jeez. Thank goodness. That is sick. Oh, God. And people were like, what did you do with the towel? And I was like, what did I do? Right. Oh, I, that's where I draw the line. You already had me, <laughs> you know... I, I've done my, my part. I made sure she got to and from where she needed to go safely. Yeah, you did more than enough, frankly. Yes. Thank you. Oh, God, that's so funny. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, there was a story on BuzzFeed about a girl who, in her dorm, kept hearing noises in the closet. Uh-huh. And she thought there was a ghost in her dorm. And it turned out there was, like, a guy, like, living in her closet. <gasps> And was when she found him, he was like wearing her clothes and stuff. No. <laughs> yes. And like, oh my god, she she, re- she looked into her closet and was like, um, I think she said, "Who's there?" And he goes, "Me." No. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 That's the creepiest part. <laughs> she was no. scared, but no. he wasn't violent or anything. He was just clearly mentally oh, okay. ill. Okay, that is so. What creepy. would you do? That would feel so like uh, uh, violating, like, invasive, or violating. Yes. Violating is a yes. word. It would make me feel like there was always. I couldn't let that feeling go. Right. I would always feel like somebody. Uh, oh my God, Suze. I know. There's there's a, there are a lot of stories about this of people who live. Wasn't there a celebrity? There was a celebrity who. There was somebody living us in a celebrity's. Attic. I want to say it was like Julia Roberts yeah. or Sandra Bullock or something. I think it was Julia Roberts. I don't know why that's yeah, and didn't that's it go to trial out. and she had to com- uh, yes whatever against him testify. Yes. Can you oh. imagine that is so horrifying? Even if they're nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know what I'm gonna we're, we're gonna like save this top like remember this. Yes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna re- like do a, a look for next time uh, of weird stories of people living in people's houses without them knowing it's freaky. it's so crazy you say that Suze, because just yesterday like for real it was yesterday 100 percent sure i was looking up at uh, uh the ceiling in our closet and there is one of those i don't know what you call it. it's like access to the 
is it the roof or the attic? I guess mm-hmm. the attic, but we don't have like a proper attic. Sure. It's just crawl space this, like, or whatever. Crawl space, I guess, or something. And I got that, I had that thought come in, pop in my head of, right. oh, I need to like look at that and see if it's been moved because like, I don't know why, like what if somebody lived there? I'm like, no, Sarah, that's a crazy it's thought. That doesn't happen. It's not totally unusual. It's not. And you know, that's like the weird stuff. Like I'm, I, there, there's zero chance that somebody is going to, well, like 0.00001 chance that my house will ever get broken into. It's not, nobody's going to come, uh, the amount of work it would take, you're going to, go through a gated community where there's only one exit <laughs> right, it would take and then you're going to go to the farthest corner in there where you have no escape route and you're going to go to a house that has like it doesn't make any sense unless they came and, through the woods or something and even so the, like why would you talk it's yeah, our house is like not yes it's it's weird so no chance of that the only thing i would be is like those ones where it's like somebody like is stalking you and they're, uh, they've got like a plan for specifically for you. Yep. Oh my God. Well, mm-hmm. I have a plan specifically for you, which is that you should save on your auto insurance and the way to now do there's a that. Plan. <laughs> that's a good plan. And now Lifesaver. you can do it with the zebra.com, which is basically kayak for auto insurance. Oh, and cool. what attracted me to this is that you can find out if you could save on your plan, but you're not going to get spammed and all those phone calls from insur- uh, you know how they do it, where they release your phone number to insurance companies oh and then you get God. phone yes, calls for, for years. And I hate it too, but you should be able to compare car insurance quotes from the top providers easily and without worrying about people calling you nonstop. So I think it's a great idea. I did it myself. The quiz, or not quiz, the uh, survey was super easy. You just put in like what kind of car you have and stuff, and then they'll tell you whether you can save or not. And it turned out I could. And you can check it out for yourself. Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash brain candy. That's thezebra.com slash brain candy. And it's spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash brain candy. Um I feel like you could, I got more excited when you said it was a quiz, not a survey. And I was <laughs> right. like, oh, a quiz? Okay. So just call Sorry. it a quiz. And the, an- the answer excited. is, what will, let's see what your rate will be. <laughs> um, so, what The thing we were fun. talking about before reminded me of that cuckoo bird story. I think it was in Wisconsin about that gal that was abducted and he killed her parents. And then oh, yeah. they found her, thank God. Oh, oh, my God. What a miracle. I'm so impressed with her. She's freaking okay. 14. She, she was abducted? Yes. She, and then this guy... Tell me the story because like, I have only heard a little... Like, I don't know any of the details. Well, at first when I had heard that this happened, I thought that it was a situation where she had been in like a chat room and met this guy and then he came and got her. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't have thought that because the truth is she had never met him before. He had seen her get off the school bus one day and decided that was the girl for him. See? There you yes, go. Yes, it's what you say. And mm-hmm. then he did what you say and he stalked her house a bit, tried to figure out the best way. And he was driving down her driveway and the dog started barking. So she went in her parents' room and was like, hey, somebody's here. And they, the mom and her went in the bathroom in the tub oh. to hide and then they heard a gunshot, and it was him killing her dad. Oh! And then he came through and uh, made the mom put uh, ta- like duct tape on the girl's mouth, and oh then God. he killed the mom. Oh, my God. And he took the girl, kept her in his apartment, and like when he'd have friends over, she had to go under the bed. <gasps> oh, 
My God. And then he would, like, put stuff around the bed so that if she tried to get out, he would notice. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually he was told her he was going to be gone for a few hours, and thank God she ran outside, got help, and saved her own life. And she's her her own hero. It's amazing. With what I would not have been able to do that at that age. Oh my god! So impressed with her. That is really. (sighs) Imagine what she went through. I mean, she was there for months and maybe even a year. I don't know how long. Oh my god! Long time. You know what? That is what an amazing strength of of human spirit there. I know because that the. (sighs) And you know, and I have to say that she had really good parents. I'm really sad that they're gone because the what it it just shows that this child had confidence in herself and her own abilities in what she knew was true. Like I don't see somebody who has a history of abuse or like you yeah. know trauma in their own family as be, like those. I feel like if it were me, I would just ha- it would be like learned helplessness, and I would I want to say that I would be the one to fight it and want to know but i don't think it at that age i would have yeah a hundred percent i know i just i really don't and so i feel like what a good lesson somehow she got in her mind that the the right ideas that she is you know the the well and i know that i always ask you to do this like where i'm like can you explain to me why someone would do this and then (sighs) i expect you to know but for that guy that did it, he was yeah. I, he was a young man. He must have been, yeah, I don't know, twenty two. Yeah, and I just wonder what. And his dad spoke out and was like devastated, mm-hmm. and was crying in the courtroom, which was sort of annoying because, like, okay, these kids are you know this girl could have died and, and her yeah. parents did die and stop crying. But mm-hmm. what do you think is going through that guy's head, the kidnapper. Oh, man. You know, it's one of those things where uh, a thought that gets, you know, like it becomes an obsession and yeah. once something, when you start like ruminating or you start, yeah, like it becomes an obsession and that can become dangerous and something happened there where it, who knows, you know, like mm-hmm. you'd have to really... It, it strikes me interesting. It as interesting that you said his dad was in the courtroom, yeah. which makes me think his mom either left them mm-hmm. young when he was young, or like ran away from the family, or somehow she was abusive, yeah. or maybe like there's something going on with the mom where he feels like he needs to either save this little girl or who knows, or right. she's some surrogate for something. There's there's something weird there. Well, so I. <clears throat> and not to hijack your train of thought, I was just no, thinking that, about just, that's it. Like whenever I ask you that question about him, you know, it reminds me of this whole conversation that people are having about the Ted Bundy um, yes. tapes, and sort of why do we fixate on these serial killers and these uh, criminals, and we don't talk about the victims enough? And I wanted to have that conversation and see what you thought. And really, Valentine's Day is the perfect day to have it, <sighs> right? <laughs> But I want to know, like, what's your take on it? Because it's complicated. It, oh, gosh. Like, do you think it is wrong to sort of this true crime thing and to mm. focus on the criminal and not the victim? Because I obviously don't, as evidenced by my research. But Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a good question because I, I 
you know, last night I was, somebody in my clinic was like, ooh, have you watched the Ted Bundy tapes? It's so good, da da da, da. I just finished it. And I said, yeah, it keeps coming up on my Netflix. And I watched, so last night I watched the trailer and I had no interest in seeing it. Okay. Because, excuse me, so, and it reminded me of uh, what I mentioned in a, a previous episode about how I used to want to be a criminologist and that yeah. was like, what I, that's the route I thought I was going to go down. Then I realized I wanted to help the victims and that mattered more. And there's some, like, I'm more interested in hearing the stories of the families and of the victims. And I think that, but more on like a one-on-one, I, it, the exposure of that would be it, just not right. Like exposing them even more in that way would be awful. Mm. But I feel like there's something that we can learn. I think it's really important to kind of look at these serial killers or these people who commit these just real uh you know horrific crimes and and look at you know we're never going to know what made them do something but we can we can maybe look at all of them and say is there an age where you know there's so much so much involved with this but we were just talking in supervision about at, at the clinic about how there is an age where if you haven't ser- learned certain lessons about morality and like virtues that it's mm-hmm. not going to stick mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. where if you if you've been told certain things until you're certain age like after that there's no undoing those you know your moral compass has kind of been set and so like looking at what are those ages what were the situations like what was you know I think that's how a lot of our attachment stuff and what we know about attachment and um like the kind of care that parents were able to give and so i think it's important to look at those things and they they show us you know i think the extremes help show us how to i don't know the steps along the way that we can take to avoid that kind of yeah i think these people that are annoyed about ted bundy which I tweeted too that I'm annoyed that people think white men are exceptional when they're totally average. Like he's not even that attractive. Like I don't. I didn't think so either. But um, I think people that have this issue mistake fascination uh-huh. with admiration. Like no one's admiring him. No, totally true. And so to say that we're putting him on a pedestal or we're giving him attention he doesn't deserve i i don't agree i mean it's the same reason no. we look at hitler and try to figure out yeah. what happened totally. there totally good point yeah yeah yes it's two of like let's not make these same mistakes let's you know if you can see yeah, some can early signs of something then maybe there can be some intervention before like at i don't know you know so yeah and to me <sighs> you know i write to these guys and women and to me, the question about nature and nurture and the, the human condition and morality and psychology, are, it matters. It does matter. And if we can try to learn more about the the human existence and what that includes, mm-hmm. I don't see the problem. And nobody is putting these people on pedestals as far as I know. Right. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. And the mm. the thing is... The victims are known because they're victims, so it's not as if they, as you said, it's not like they were wanting right. attention. Right. right. Um, so we're not denying them something they were seeking, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, 
I think the the conversation is a bit disingenuous, but oh, I God. do get the point. Yeah, you know, and now I was as I was watching, like just to share some of the thoughts I had as I was watching this trailer. Uh, I the, the thought like popped into my head or just passed through my mind that like, man, what if it is just a roll of the dice? Mm-hmm. What if it is like wiring, and yes. it doesn't matter really. That nature, is so nurture, fascinating. Like, what if it is just this is and and when you really think about it there aren't for how many people have lived on this planet and the ratio of normies to serial killers is yeah. you know mm-hmm. 6 or 10 billion or million to 1 or whatever mm-hmm. like that seems like it there i don't know yeah it's like whatever it is it seems like either the perfect storm of circumstances yeah. and biology Yes. Or fate, destiny. Yeah, like, ro- like certain... Mm, like you- I always just go down to, like, the brain and, and like, the layout of the brain and, mm. like, what... And there's that expression that if it fires together, it wires together. Yeah. So something that just the right combination of yeah. stuff that really is the wrong combination. And if we can figure out what those things are... Maybe mm-hmm. we can try to prevent it. Mm-hmm. It's, That's what I'm saying, man. But if you do prevent it, you'll never know. So there's no credit being given to perhaps yeah. greater awareness. I think it's important for people to know that the boogeyman can look like mm-hmm. your next door neighbor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the car salesman or the politician. That yeah. it's not the scary guy that you see walking down totally. the road. I think that's good for people to know. And, you know, the other thing that, that in, if you kind of, like, look at where's, like, the silver lining or what, what good can we take out of the story or, like, at least, I don't know, look, like, kind of reframe the situation. Um, you said, well, he was a younger guy, da-da-da-da. And yeah. maybe because of how... I don't know, the conversations about these topics have shifted because of like, uh, you know, young women feeling like they have a stronger voice. Maybe she like that we caught him early. Right. And if this were 30 years ago, he would have done this to four girls or five girls because the, I don't know, there was just a different... I totally agree. I I was just saying this, I think, to you, but we were saying how I don't think serial killers are going to be as prevalent now because everything is filmed. It's so easy to get caught digitally. Um, And maybe also what you're saying, more awareness and people saying, no, I'm not going to lay down. I'm going to try to escape or whatever. So that is a very good point, I think. And we're teaching kids different, I mean, we're teaching kids different uh, uh, lessons, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, I'm thinking of that documentary that you were talking about that I still haven't seen, but how like the stranger danger thing was the lesson of of back in the day, and now they're like, you know, uh, safe touch, unsafe touch, and different messages, and how like the people who maybe you do know, and what... What do you do if it's somebody... Relatives like, who, or... Yes, yeah. all this stuff. It's like the conversation is changing. So I think that maybe so is the, the yeah our ability to stop these kind of things. But then at the same time, 
I think, wow, with the internet and the, the, just everybody is so accessible that if you did want to stalk somebody or if you did want, like, it wouldn't be that hard to, to. Well, that's true. That's the flip side. Yes. So, well, eh, whatever. On that note, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) And now hold the one you love real tight tonight. Sarah and and I are going to have our Valentine's date now. And uh, so let's do it. We're out of here. See you next time. Bye guys. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.